Hello, my children. Warning. Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Oh, death. Oh, death. Oh, death. I'm in the Welcome, everyone, to Supernatural The Crossroads. I am your host, Thomas Cowley, and joined with me today, as always, is Ryan Denton. Yo, yo. And Michael Flores. And today we are talking about Season 13, Episode 13, Devil's Bargain. And we have had quite the reveal in this episode, which thankfully was not spoiled thanks to social media or Instagram or Twitter or any kind of news source or entertainment. Grinder. Oh, you get a lot of news, your news from Grinder. <laughs> what? Wait, what? What happened? Or us, apparently. Or us. Yeah. You know, for a matter of fact, we had the return of Gabriel, the oh. Archangel. Oh, spoiler alert! Oh, oh, on the show that's after. me. Oh my god! <laughs> that was basically the reaction I saw on Twitter. <laughs> now, apparently, mostly Ryan. I don't know what sound was that. I don't know what that was either. That was Nobody his, knows, yeah, but it's we know what We know exactly what sound that was for you. Gets like, the people going. He says, yeah, I don't know what it was, but it's provocative. <laughs> That's why ex- we know exactly what it was. What are you talking about? Anyway, Richard Spate Jr. has returned to the show, not as a director, but as his character, Gabriel, which not many people saw coming. I don't know anybody who would have guessed that. We were talking for at length on our Patreon about the return of Michael possibly through or Adam or both simultaneously. Yep. But I don't know of anybody who had thought Gabriel would ever make a return to the show outside of just a lot of fan desire, especially mm. from recent episodes with Metatron in season nine and a reference in season 11. Yep. But that was a lot of, again, just what people wanted to see because he has been such a big part of the show from the outside and he's a beloved character in his role. But be- bringing back Gabriel especially in the way in which they did brings up a couple of questions that we've been discussing at length. Does they've brought out a lot of big guns. We've had the return in some capacity of everyone except one of the archangels. We have unprecedented power and an un previously unheard of number of players on the chessboard. Right. To the point that we've had to like staple three different chessboards together, just duct tape the whole fucking thing. (laughs) And now the question is, does this set up or signal the end of the show as a whole? Because they are bringing every single thing back. They've referenced God numerous times. They've brought Lucifer. They've got a different version of Michael. Bobby's made a return. Rowena's still kicking. Yeah. Gabriel has come back. Somebody who we had no reason to think Ever would return think would come back, yeah. for almost a decade. There's a lot. And that's something we've been talking 
about throughout this season. There are a lot of moving parts and they're the right moving parts to end Supernatural. You know, we've talked in years past about what they need to bring into the show before the show ends. And many of those elements are are now included. So for the past, I don't know, how long ago did we start this show back during season nine? Season nine, halfway through season We've been talking about the doom and gloom and the end is, is in sight. And we've laid it all out saying this is what we need for the show to end. And pretty much everything is there except for maybe one or two things and like even what, then blue we, fire blue fire blue primarily. fire's not there yet it's, it's the coming. whole that's how the hall has to go up it's coming know? eventually fucking weirdo <laughs> <laughs> but michael you're what you've said you're right we've had almost everything come in back into play or been completely wrapped up yeah except perhaps michael adam more importantly adam i think Right. Because that was the one thing that they brought back reference to in season 10 and never touched again. Well, they had some news that re- that leaked on Adam returning, the actor that played right. Adam slash Michael. But I'm wondering if it was simply distraction for to, this to keep us away from, hey, we want them to think that, Ma- that Adam's coming back and well, Michael. But that's who immediately have, who I thought it was. That's exactly what, that's I, who thought. I thought when when he was looking down in that prison cell, I'm like, oh, shit, it's Adam. And it was a better surprise, and it was Gabriel. Yeah, that's who I thought it was. But I'm wondering if, what do you got to do nowadays to keep things secrets like this? Record this a, 18 different endings yeah, and this, lie. This is a big secret. That worked for, that worked for uh, fucking Walking Dead, though. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, if Adam does not come back this year, then that's ha- that that's what they be, did. They has to be what it was. It has to be. A big bait and switch. Yeah. Essentially. I, I'm okay with that. I a like big, stuff like that. A big master bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you got to switch. Everybody likes up. a good tease. Yeah. I like to do the stranger. So whatever. <laughs> I don't no. know. You're, you're right, though. I feel like if Adam, if he doesn't come back, then that was straight up just, you know, smoke and mirrors in front of our face. Yeah. But I, I still think, though, I still think that he is, he will come back. And I think it's going to be one of the last couple episodes. I think it's definitely feasible, Ryan, yeah. just because when you look again at everything we have on the table right it's a now, lot, dude. it would actually make sense for him to come back right yeah. now. Might as well just bring back everyone and we'll just start the entire you know show over. Yeah. And just start from. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be like that Power Rangers episode where they bring back all the Power Rangers. Yeah. There's like 350 and that, Power and that Rangers. that fucking dude that played Tommy had to play seven different versions yeah. of Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Just bring back everyone. Death is a revolving door. It means nothing. It means nothing. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys bring are back right. dead Kripke from the alternate universe. <laughs> Remember that? Guy? Bring he got him shot back. in the street. Yeah, yeah, bring him back as well. Bring back dead Misha. Oh, bring back Abaddon and Hot Ruby. Just mm. do it all. Hot Ruby. Uh huh. Mm. I think this is the time, or this would be the season to have Michael return, and I think they might be setting that up in some ways because they've so deliberately shown, or more specifically said, that the new apocalypse Michael is so much more powerful than anything they had previously anticipated. Mm -hmm. So by having Lucifer trying to prepare, having Asmodeus trying to prepare, having Gabriel return, it makes sense to have Michael come in as well and be this unified front against Apocalypse Michael. Yeah. Now, we've talked about it at length, but we we are kind of just shooting in the dark as we do a lot on this show because nobody knows. We haven't heard about a season 14 renewal yet. I think there's far too many pieces to be contained within season 13 that that would to give us a satisfying ending but i think that with so many different things coming to a close whether that's a dab doing it because of some 
fan-based OCD, and these things have to be completed in order to move on and tell my story, or if it's because he's moving all these chess pieces around deliberately, it feels like whether or not season 13 is the final season, it feels like they are setting the groundwork. I would... Whether it's seasons 14 and 15, just 14, I feel like we're seeing the end. Out of all the times we've said it, this, I think, looks it. Like, it really this will does. be the one. I don't think, yeah, well, in four years, when we, we're going to be saying the exact same <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that's why I'm not saying anything, because it's like. Is that why you're making lies at us? Yeah, like, because <laughs> here's the thing. Like, how many times have we fucking said, well, it looks like we're shaping up towards the end here, guys. And then it's not. We become old-timey prospectors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I'm not saying anything, because I, I honestly don't think. We're close. I think we're two or three seasons away from it. We're st- do you think they're possibly edging as well? They're edging. I, here's what I think. Here's what I think they're doing. I think they're edging where it's like, okay, we need to close this up if we don't get renewed. So let's well, they're start. They're always going to be renewed. Yeah. I just, I, I, I think they're with the, with ratings and everything. They're just kind of, they're getting prepared, but I don't think it's happening. Yeah. See, I don't think me, it's happening, dude. I get what you're saying, but I, from some of the discussions that Jared and Jensen have had, on other news outlets about, you know, whether or not what they want to do with their careers afterwards or what they intend for their future or their families. I could see them maybe not saying, all right, we're going to wrap it up in a year or two, but putting the pieces together for this is our X year arc until the close. Yep. Yeah. Not we're going to keep going and see what we've got. Carver did that a lot. He said in the beginning he had an eight, nine and 10 season plan. But it seemed like he was throwing a lot of ideas out there just to keep going and see what would happen and then get renewed and we'll just go down a different route now. The Dab f- seems to be much more like Kripke where it's, this is what I'm planning. This stuff has to happen now so that three, two seasons from now, I can bring it all home. Yeah, we're ready for it. I'm not Unfortunately, saying, I'm not yeah. saying I'm ready for it to end. I'm saying that because of what we have at work right now, I'm ready for it. Like I'm waiting for the announcement because I feel like all those right pieces are there. Whereas as you just mentioned with Carver, it really wasn't there. I mean, I never saw the end in sight. Like, like I do now. When you think back to like season nine, was there anywhere near enough stuff to give you a satisfying ending to that show? Had nine been it at the very beginning? I mean, and you you can just look at your players and plays and look at, you know, the, the patterns of writing and how to write a TV show. I mean, for example, we all have agreed that Lucifer and God and the archangels have to play some part in the ending of supernatural. They have to. Yeah. Lucifer has just been the constant. And I can't imagine them tucking Lucifer away for a couple years and then redoing this again. Bringing all him again. Yeah. And I don't see them dragging him out for another two or three years either. Do you see where I'm going with yeah. that? Yeah. So because those pieces that are, that have limited moves, are on the are on the board being played. I don't feel like there's enough. You don't want to fuck with the goodwill of the fans. You can't remove Lucifer without ending the show, and you can't have him <laughs> on the show forever yeah. without it ruining his character. Especially with what they're but doing they, with him this past episode, but, we we can kind of see even yeah. possibly an ending to him. Not death, but just it, there seems to be a, a little bit of resolve to Lucifer but, that we've never seen before. But we've seen Lucifer get shelved, and they had the show just fine. So, I mean, you, you but that was after you have, the original apocalypse. You've got to be right. careful. You've got to be careful with it because you can't you can shelve him again, but you've got to do it in the right way. So you think they can shelve him again? I think so. Absolutely. Uh, He's Lucifer, dude. 
Why not throw him back in the cage? I think they can because shelve that, him again, but are you going to be able to bring him back in a way that really matters again? I, I dude, it's Lucifer. Anyway, he comes back. But that's the thing. But besides, that, not something stupid. You know, like <laughs> here he is again. Like, like, like have, being in Sam's head. Yes. Yeah. Was, I think that's the problem <laughs> you run into, Ryan. Is that yes, you could shelve him, but that has to be a permanent shelf at that point. Why? Be, because him coming back and forth and back and forth again it's like people coming back from the dead which we've seen a lot of this year it becomes a revolving door policy to where there's no real threat or finality to it thinking of swan song that he opened that sam opened the cage and jumped in and that was intended to be the end that has finality to it that is the place that you can never come back from having it be a place where it's like yeah you know i rent time here it's a timeshare i leave now and then and i come back you know it takes the weight off of it. And if you have him come back a third time after that, that has to be the most contrived way. You're talking about weight in a show where everyone's coming back now. Like you can't, you can't, that's what I'm saying. They are, they are skirting you, a dangerous line. I know. Right and now. you can't, at this point you can't argue. Like you could, they've effectively nerfed cast seven times. And it's like, there's a, <laughs> there's a way to do it. you like, no, no joke. Like, I, I mean, if I'm not saying you're right, Ryan, I'm not saying they can't do it, do it but cheating. how long can you do that to the fans? Well, like, Hey guys, we're going to shelf it, him again. It, and bring it, him back. Here, here's the thing. If you shelf him now, you shelf him now, you wait, two or three years to bring him back. And that's when you close the show. If you shelf him now and you shelf Lucifer again, like you said, Thomas, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. I agree. Mm. Okay. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But if you shelf Lucifer again, right now, simple Jack, <laughs> that's, that one works very well right now. Then he is shelved until the end of the show. And if you've got two or three seasons or whatever it is, and you, that's when you bring him back to end the show. But I agree you're skirting a line by bringing all these people back. And, and you know, now that we have the alternate earth and whatever, earth yeah. two, whatever the fuck you want to call it, fucking Sam. And the chat room, uh, Demon Ace says they they are in the minority, but they wouldn't mind if Lucifer was killed and the show continues. I feel the same way. I love the character of Lucifer. Yeah. I don't have a problem. I know some people gripe about who he is today. I feel like it's an evolution of his character. You can't have the same menacing character he's playing two very different roles when you look at the early chapter of supernatural and the later chapters it's a, yeah. it's a different person it's a different character and i think by the very design of of his character evolution i think it makes sense to who he is right now currently i don't have problems with that um and i think if it was done right and i had some serious ramifications to supernatural and the world of supernatural i feel like they could do away with him and kill him permanently but it's one of those things. He has been such a constant since day one. Yeah, that you literally. have it has to be done very delicately. You have to be very careful if you if yeah. you decide to go that route. I think that's the biggest thing is that I fear fans would feel cheated. I would be feel cheated to have him die in a less than effective way and then have the show continue on for some random villain who shows up at the end. Because that's the thing is that anybody who shows up after the fact would be how we close out the show. Who would that be that would give us a satisfying end? Yeah. Like yeah. Dick Roman shows up again. I mean, I know. Mike would love that. Or a Zazel if he showed up again. Somehow. Bro, sometimes Dude. Dick just shows up. Sometimes you get random Dick. Dude, you know? As long as it comes back bigger and better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe they redo the CG for the Leviathans. Oh, dude. I, yeah, okay, come on. Okay with that. Hey, simmer down. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's it's dangerous territory that they're treading. There's nothing 
that can be said about that. I mean, like I said, we've had so many different characters come back from the dead, especially Gabriel now. I mean, eight years is an incredibly long time for a character to just be gone or presumed dead. So bringing him back has to play an important role in the story. It can't just be, you know, fan service, essentially. Yeah, and so they're, not, and they're not doing that. <laughs> they're and not. Charlie's back. Here we go. Hey. Woohoo! No, it doesn't feel Felicia like they're Day, doing that because. Felicia Day. Being Felicia Day. They should do a show, a spinoff in hell with just, just women and call Wayward Dead Sisters. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, geez. yeah. Joe wayward, and Alan Wayward are Dead there. Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> they're all demons now. Even in hell, we're strong. Uh, what the hell is that? I don't know. Is that just you thinking of the show? Uh, Imagine that. A bunch of hot chicks in just hell. Abaddon's their leader. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. They're all just scissors, Mike's, they're Mike's all just scissoring down in there. Yeah, wayward dead sisters. Wayward oh. scissor sisters. Oh, oh I, I know a few probably want Claire to join them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully the second episode of fucking wayward is Ryan sisters. Ryan, one of them. Yeah, I want her to fucking get stabbed in oh, the face. Oh my god, aggressive. That, that is very very aggressive. What did you want me to say? No, I, I came think... in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, god, exactly. I have a good voice. <laughs> I think you had. I think your dad was too good of a parent. I mean, I think he gave you way <laughs> too, too much self esteem. Too much self esteem. There was not, not good for Ryan, anybody. You fucking suck. Now shut up, dude. Yeah, I don't I, suck. I'm I fucking amazing. See right there. I think <laughs> your dad should have been more like John Winchester and like just abusive. Yeah, a little bit. Wow. Just a little bit. <laughs> just beat beat me. Yeah, it helps. No, no, no. Emotionally neglectful. Oh. Sometimes where you your come... ego wouldn't be the size of an elephant. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? Um, I don't know where I'm going with it. Yeah, so it exactly. <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ. Oh uh, whatever. I, you knew where you're going with this, and you like. Uh, I know. Decided I just, to I deliberately just, derailed. Yeah. yeah, I figured I might as well derail that. Bringing back characters has to mean something, and Gabriel coming back in the way he did—he's not coming seemed, back for no reason. Seemed to be they are doing something deliberate with his character. If he had just shown up as himself, yeah, be that would have felt really yeah. gimmicky. The way in which they have this now it leads a lot of questions to be asked, but I think it'll be for the right reason. Yeah. Now, one of the big things we talked about this episode coming up or uh, before this was the introduction of Danielle or Danielle. Was it Danielle? Whatever her name is. Who knows? Ackles debut as Sister Joe. Jensen's wife. Just say that. Jensen's oh, wife. That's not. Debut. <laughs> she, she's not. Let me just say this, Ryan. She is not identified as who her husband is. Okay. Uh, okay, <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> okay, Tumblr. Whatever you say. Don't mock me. Okay. Okay, Reddit. Anyway, she had her debut episode was in this one, Devil's Bargain, and a lot of viewers tuned in just for that, it seems. Ryan, do you have it, uh, the article up by oh, any chance, or Jesus. are you off dicking around? I, I can pull it up. Hold on. All right, all right. I might have been dicking around. All right. I was in the chat room. Uh, supernatural ratings. More viewers tune in for Danielle, 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 Dan, Daniela, whatever. Good Lord. Supernatural saw. Sorry, song. everybody, that I did this. Supernatural saw an increase. In total key demo and total viewers, as Danielle, Danielle, Daniela Ackles made her series debut in a familiar face return. Uh, the last episode of Supernatural had mixed bag of results. After a few days, the results saw a slight change, which ended up with the viewing ratings for both the key demo and the total audience taking a drop from the previous week. SBN Hunters already reported the drop in total audience figures, but the demo came in at 0.56 rated, uh, rather than 0.6 previously reported. While that was bad news, the good news was that the ratings for Danielle, Danielle, Daniela, Ackles, debut were up. 
Uh, live plus same day ratings show that the key demo is back up to 0.6. Meanwhile, the total uh, audience figures jumped up to 1.8 million. This is strong for the series and likely hints that many One Tree Hill fans wanted to see Daniela, uh, Daniela in her first Supernatural I, episode. Can I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to be facetious here. Uh-oh. No, you know what? I'm going to be cynical. Uh-oh. That's the better word. That's I like a better that one. Yeah, you're um, better that way. I, come on, let's be honest. The ratings in it increase due to the One Tree Hill fans. I mean, those yes, it did, those, bro. That ra- show was amazing. Those rabid One Tree Hill mm-hmm. fans. Mm, man, they can definitely. I know so many people who talk long Dude, about. I don't even know what that show is Seven about. Seven Tree Lane, whatever the fuck. I, th- I just think it's funny that they're trying to attribute the ratings right. bump to One show Tree that Hill watched. fans. Yeah, that was it. That's what did it, guys. A show that's not no longer on TV. Hey, guys, let's cast some more alumni from One Tree Hill. It really works. <laughs> Could it possibly be the nonstop promotion? Man, that show is so good. Who else was on it? I don't even, I never watched it. I think we're onto something. Yes. Forget the fucking casting department. Uh, Let's just troll the IMDb page for One Tree Hill and randomly pick old actors from that show. Bring them back. Yeah. It's just a great idea. It's a show that everyone loved. It's a ratings win. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I, mean, I don't even we know who's laugh, on this but show. you guys do sound like producers. Like that would think that's a oh, good idea. Oh, I guarantee that's, exactly that's how what that sounds like. It's like they're like, um, yeah, man. So like the Danelia, whatever, her, whatever her name is, uh, she really uh, made our ratings go up. We should just like hire everyone from One Tree Hill. I like how wait, the wait, producer's a 24 year old surfer, <laughs> or lives in Canada, or a teenage mutant ninja turtle. What? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That's awesome. Oh, Christ. He decided to quit fighting Shredder and produce movies? <laughs> he did. He had to, you have to grow up sometime, dude. After that last movie, he's like, you know what? I'll do it myself. Let's see. We. I'm just looking at all the... I, I didn't even know this was a TV show, first of all. And... Um, no. Okay. So they you're say... You're being cynical, though. They say that One Tree Hill's helping boost the ratings. Yes. But the ratings, again... I know we got to have positive press and it's great, but the ratings actually are on par with what it's been all year. They've been pretty steady except for Thanksgiving, which I mean, come on. Yeah. It's fucking Thanksgiving. I mean, the average is what? 1.7 currently right now. Yeah. So we're at 1.8. I mean, that's not all right. So one tree Hill boosted us up by 3%, which actually does make sense. No way. Chad Michael Murray was in this show. (laughs) They should hire Chad Michael Murray. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the ratings are good. I'm not going to lie. They are, to- they're total, they're up by 7% compared to last year, which is great, which is good. That's a solid number. But I mean, come on, simmer down with the One Tree Hill bro. patting on the back. Bro, it's it one slow news hill. day, apparently. It's the hill, man. Sometimes the hill just is going to get you ratings. Watch, they br- watch Dude, them like bring that show back now. Joe Manganiello was in 13 episodes. Back by of it. popular demand, One Tree Hill, exclusive to Netflix. <laughs> exclusive to CWC. That's the spinoff we want. <laughs> Supernatural One Tree Hill. Oh, my God. No, I mean, like you said, Mike, it's been pretty s- consistent this season, which is good. And it's been increased over last year. Which show is garbage. One Tree Hill? Yeah, I was just scrolling through it. It's terrible. It's Jesus. It's bad. It doesn't surprise me. Like I'm subtle when I'm making fun of shit. Like Not you're me. just like fuck that. That's <laughs> horrible. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> no, it doesn't surprise me that the numbers are the same. But it is nice to see that they haven't dipped. The biggest dip we saw again was Thanksgiving, so that shouldn't shock anybody. But since then, it's been pretty consistent. I like seeing that for the Which show. Is nice. Who doesn't? Yeah, got that going for us. Again, which is nice. It, it does lead us to believe that there wouldn't be any reason not to see season 14 but we haven't heard anything yet although according to uh 
I think it was somebody in the chat said that about this time next or last year was when we got renewed for 13. So we may be on track. We may be calling it a little too early, but either way, it's been nice to see the show continuing to do well. It's been nice to see this episode not have spoilers yeah, like that. Uh, and I know this is something we talked about a little bit with the Rowena's return episode that we talk about how spoilers, whether it's through social media or all these news advocates who have nothing to go on. I mean, even reading this article that we had Ryan you know, stumble through in the beginning and pull up in a panic, one of the very side articles says, how is Gabriel still alive on Supernatural? It's spoilers right in the fucking title of an article. Well, that's also an art. That has nothing to do with WB, though. No, I know. But I'm saying we see a lot of that yeah. through just the world in which we live today. Yeah. Right. It's nice to it's have lot of something actually be hidden. Now, some people, we gave a lot of shit to the fact that Rowena's uh, Ruthie Connell seemed to spoil it a little bit. And some people gave us some crap, possibly well-deserved. Because uh, she no. was not the one who apparently leaked it first. And we never, like, let me just, because I, I got a couple emails, a couple tweets, and a Facebook message. A brick through the window. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Saying, why are you attacking Ruth Connell? Connell? What's her last name? For real. Connell. 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 Jesus. And um, I don't feel like we were attacking her. We were talking about a media an a epidemic whole. that we see happening within the media. Not ruth per se we weren't picking on her i think it's pretty evident that we love her and we like her character we were just using that specific example because it was relevant yeah we were using that specific example to kind of drive home our point of a lot of spoilers somebody brought up that hey i didn't even know she was coming back until you talked about it thereby you're the one giving the spoilers (laughs) oh gee whiz but but i'm gonna address that because we are obligated to discuss them for various reasons we we did it in the past we did not cover spoilers i would i would actually pull them from the show notes for various reasons and then we would get messages sent to us saying well you guys were talking about this but this was recently released and this this is the new news so then People would get mad at us thinking we missed it. Right. Or we're not covering everything pertaining to Supernatural. It's a double-edged sword. So dude. now I have chosen within the, for, I guess, the what, the last uh, two Year years now, I've been throwing in all topics relating to the show, even if it has to do with a spoiler-centric casting notice, but because we do a fan show. So we have yeah. to cover it if it's released. So I'm not talking about the people who are posting blogs or us talking about it talking about the actual uh, pr department kind of keeping their lips sealed maybe sewn together like gabriel oh just so that we don't always have those spoilers out there and we we were not attacking ruth we were talking we were talking about an epidemic problem yeah an endemic problem as a whole and that's the thing is that i think certain sources whether it's a fan show or the supernatural wiki or what have you that are directly tied to it, have the right or even responsibility to talk about those things because that's the medium for that. It's your average trailer, your social media, the, you know, random news article that has nothing else going on that day that's using One Tree Hill as a reference because that's relevant. That seems to spew all these spoilers out for no fucking reason to the point that it does... It does dampen it. I mean, how many people did not see Gabriel coming? And how many people enjoyed Wait, he was the- coming? Right. It was a separate thing. Wait, he's here? He did do the Casa Erotica. Yeah, he's all over my chin. Oh. oh. Is it him or is that his spawn all over your chin? That's oh, gross. okay. The fact of the matter is. That- Why then? 
<laughs> that spoiler, that not being spoiled probably made that episode way better for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard not to say it. So with that, guys, we're going to take a quick break before we get into our discussion of mm. season 13, episode 13, Devil's Bargain. Just a minute. I may have no Jesus, I may have no soul in prison, I hear there's time to be good, but the first thing you see is the last thing you should, well I've seen the battle and I've seen the war, and the life in here is the life I've been told, yeah I've seen the battle and I've seen the war, and the life I've Have you missed an episode of Supernatural The Crossroads? Catch up on all our discussions. Just search Supernatural The Crossroads on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find it on the RMD app. Just search Rain Man Digital from your iTunes app store or Google Play. The headline is Mark Hamill responds after Stormy Daniels slams Star Wars The Last Jedi as the worst movie ever. Oh, wait, wait a second. Stormy Daniels hated The Last Jedi? Yeah, apparently. Oh. So apparently uh, Stormy Daniels is uh, casting a dark cloud over the new Star Wars movie. Hmm. The last, Why can't uh, she cast her giant bosoms? <laughs> Over all of all us. Of, all of us. Those yeah. are no moons. <laughs> but it is a cave. Very deep cave. Or there's Minoc in that cave. <laughs> <laughs> this is madness. Uh, fuck you, Rian Johnson. Oh. She tweeted after the movie premiered in December. Aggressive. She also called it the worst movie ever while replying to a fan. But Luke Skywalker actor Mark Hamill... Hmm. Decided to get in on the fun as well, retweeting Johnson's post with the caption, another satisfied customer. <laughs> if you read his tweet, he says another satisfied customer, and then he puts a kissy emoji on it. <laughs> Why isn't there like a dick sucking emoji? The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm all about Star Wars, and I love Star Wars. But come on, change.org, dude, you're yep. a loser. This is why our, this is the that cancerous core to our country that De Niro was talking about. Because this guy's taking the time to petition <laughs> about a Netflix goddamn Star Wars experience on change.org. How many backers does this have? Twenty-five thousand eight hundred and these are yeah. things. This is why the terrorists hate us. We're worried about. Look at you know what? If, if, if yeah. change.org existed in the Middle East, they'd be saying, "I need to live and have food." Can you please sign this petition, please? Less over stonings. here, we're worrying about Star Wars and vegan hamburgers. <laughs> please sign here to end Sharia law. I'm tired of my mother being beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> That's the change.org that that they would be. Signing. Less stonings in the public square. Cleaning up the blood is becoming a hassle. No more honor killings. No more uh, genitalia, mutilation, decision of women. No. Eh, Star Wars. I'm glad we have our priorities straight yep. in this country. Uh, Tom, uh, Andrew, usually that's your cue when everyone stops talking. Yeah. <laughs> Can we please put Andrew's death on change.org? I would Sorry pay... <laughs> I would pay B- Bobby, please, put Andrew's death oh. on change.org. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL30 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL30. That's D-E-A-L-30 at adamandeve.com. Previously on Supernatural The Crossroads. I mean, there's a lot of speculation on what could possibly happen with that, but I mean, he gutted him, dude. He, he went stabbed him in the street. Right what if someone was walking their brutal. dog right there? It was like, Jesus fucking Christ. What did I just walk onto you? Holy crap. If you're walking in that neighborhood where that uh, you got a insane asylum is at, yeah. guess what? You, you see those types of things <laughs> on yeah. a daily basis. People just, get you know, stabbed all the time. Another man. guy getting stabbed. No biggie. Just some stabbing. Two white crackers killing each other. <laughs> white on white crime. Yeah. I don't give a shit about them whiteies. Yeah. White people problems. Yeah. <laughs> killing each other over their 401k. Fuck them. <laughs> 401k. My portfolio's bigger than yours. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My house has got one more bedroom than yours. <laughs> Hashtag white people problems. I got a bidet. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it's a water hose. That's just the whole like oh, Is just that why your, your back, ass? That's backyard a, fence was open? That's, that's the Mexican version. You just put the hose right in the crack and just turn it on, huh? <laughs> get those things. You know those things that. Dingleberries? It, yeah, no, you gotta get rid of those. You know when you uh, want to <laughs> fill up water balloons on the garden yeah, hose? Is that what you put in your butt? You put like an adapter that on little it. And then you shoot it right in. <laughs> and you just put it right down your ass crack and turn it on. Welcome back, everybody. Now we're talking about Season 13, Episode 13, Devil's Bargain. Ryan, do you have a synopsis for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, directed by Eduardo Sanchez and written by Eugenie... Ugh. Say it right. Eugenie Ross Lemming and 
Brad Faulkner. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't fucking do it. All right. So synopsis. Uh, the Winchester and Castiel, Winchesters and Ca- Castiel attempt to hunt Lucifer down, who in his weakened state finds unlikely help it, help in a faith healer. Now I, was, I struggled yeah, really you struggled, hard with you that. You struggled Why hard on was that one. That? Ugh, I think the first thing that everyone wants to talk about is Gabriel. It it just is. That was out of nowhere. We had talked about it earlier, whether it was a deliberate misdirection on the yeah. part of IMDB or the producers or whoever the powers may be to give us the thought that Adam and Michael were going to return to actually have Gabriel come up was unprecedented. There's been a lot of fan desire to have Gabriel come back into the story. He was the one character that could arguably come up with a way creatively that you could have him come back into the show that wouldn't break logic, lore, facts over your knee with a sickening crack because of his nature. It's happened before with him as the trickster in the first couple of seasons. So him returning here, while it is surprising, it could make sense. But I think that's the big thing is that there have been a lot of internet speculation with this since we've had a couple of conflicting bits of information in the last few episodes he was referenced in the biggest two of which season nine episode 18 metafiction where he appeared for all intents and purposes to be there completely fine as himself but it turned out to be a hoax set up by metatron to get castiel to come to his way of thinking And at the time, that did seem to work, especially with Metatron being the meta-narrative player he was in the story. That's also open to interpretation. I I know that's kind of what they were alluding to, but I know there were a lot of people, including myself, who was kind of leaning the other direction, that he's alive. You You really thought so back then? We talked about it on the show. It's been years. I don't remember. We actually talked about it, and I, I just... I just wanted to believe he was alive just because they left it so open-ended. And the it fact was, that, yeah. And yes, it was very much a fan moment when Castiel asked, hey, are you really alive? And he, just, like, mm. and he just did the smile and then left. I mean, it's definitely open for interpretation. However, I think moving forward and now that Gabriel is brought back, it does open questions as to whether or not he truly was alive and when he died, did he actually die? Was he brought back? Right. What, what actually happened, happened yeah. to him? Well, I think Kripke's run was probably the best at returning characters when they needed to. And very rarely, I loved it. Always it. had to do with what was going on in the story at that time. And I think as long as they keep that mantra moving forward again, he has to matter. It can't just be for fan service. It can't be because, Richard Spade's been a big part of the show and we all love him and we love the character. It can't be because we want it to happen. And we've talked about this previously that the difference between good fan service and bad fan service. I'm not sure if it was a regular show or a Patreon one where good fan service is bringing up things that we all re- recognize and remember that fit into the story you're telling. Meanwhile, bad fan service is like the Walking Dead bat, Lucille, right. where it's like, oh, this completely un- unmentioned thing before is really relevant, isn't it? Wink. But also, yeah. Thomas, we need to we also need to take a step back and and maybe look at this objectively. How do we even know this is fan service? We're assuming that this is a fan service moment. 
I don't it's think it's too early. That, to I don't think the writers are doing. They don't need the ratings to increase. They're not bringing Richard Spate back because hey guys, it's Richard Spate. Everybody come yeah. back and watch the show because in the grand scheme of things, what's that going to really do? Bring in another two or three hundred thousand people. It's not going to bring maybe a half a million. It isn't worth destroying your show. They're not doing this for fan service. They're yeah. doing this because it has some validity to the story. There's a purpose for it. I'm I, and I'm okay with it. But it does dredge up more questions pertaining to past episodes and potential canon issues. We, you were beginning to get into it. But when you look at even uh, season 11, episode 22, We Happy Few, wouldn't Chuck know if he's alive? Uh, because he, he specifically mentioned when they were trying to formulate a plan of attack against Amara, uh, there was a suggestion of bringing in other archangels. And it was shot down by Chuck, who claims Michael is in no condition to fight and that it is out of his power to bring back Gabriel and Raphael as archangels are made of pure primordial creation. So was he alive then? Was he put in some type of stasis where Chuck couldn't sense or feel that he was alive? Yes, we are really jumping the gun and we're really wanting, we're really asking big questions. However, when you bring a character back from eight years ago, that had a big impact on the show. Yeah, he was only in four episodes, but his four episodes were very impactful to the story of Supernatural and the Winchesters as a whole. So when you bring back a character like this, it's going to open up those doors of questions, and we're going to begin to wonder, where was he? What's going to happen? And what does it mean for other in other situations well, where they questioned it. Well, we, we've talked about it multiple times, especially in this last season with people coming back as frequently as they do. This has to be done for a fucking reason. They're not going to bring back such, like you said, Mike, an influential character that was only in four episodes, but felt like he was in 27. Okay. You don't bring a character like this back for no reason. And I think we're skirting a line and we had talked about it earlier yeah. We're skirting a line here by with bringing people back, but I feel like this one, you know, they set it up with the with the Archangel Blade, you know, oh, well, you need an Archangel to wield the Arch- well, here's an Arch- I, I just I, it's done for a reason and I don't think you know, this one for sure, they're not going to squander this one. You no. can't squander this character. There's implications yes, that it, that yes. also returns or surfaces when you bring a character like this exactly. back. Exactly. Exactly. So, this is I you know, I know people were kind of on both sides of this. I actually, I mean, you guys saw, you know, in our chat, yeah, in I was like, chat. oh my God. Like, yeah. I was like, holy you, shit. You, you were excited. I was super, mm-hmm. dude, I was super excited. So, yeah. I mean, it, just because, you know, he's, he's a Gabriel. troll. He's a troll. It's your hero. Me. Yeah, he's literally my hero. And so. I think, I think you're, again, as Mike said, I think both of you guys are right in that it is being done for the right reason. Because if it was just him showing up again, mm-hmm. like you did in Menace just, Fiction, just, you know, like, just him yeah, totally normal. Yeah. See, that's a fan fiction moment. That's or, a fan or, fiction or not a fan moment. fiction. That's a, a fan service, service moment. For yeah. sure. Just clicks his, you know, snaps his fingers hey guys, and boom, hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> but the yeah. fact that he had his lips sewn shut, something yeah. that, you know, one of his best characteristics is he is the trickster, he's funny, He makes all these jokes and laughs all the time. He's very talkative, unlike the other archangels, except perhaps Lucifer. That was part of his signature as a character to take that away from him in a dark way like that. Yeah. And have him be this prisoner of Asmodeus. It does lead me to believe, okay, this isn't done simply for fan service. This is done with intent. There is a reason behind this. There's a reason he's been gone. 
There is a reason he has had his mouth sewn shut. Right. The, that right there is the biggest thing. But we do, you're right, Ryan, we are skirting a, a borderline dangerous edge with how many characters have come back. I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, we have Gabriel. In the last year or two, we've had Gabriel, Mary, Kevin, Bobby, Michael in some extent. Wait, can you can you rename that list again? I didn't yeah, hear. Yeah. I'm writing it down. To, to some extent, whether it's Which ones? An, an apocalypse world version or they've come back from the dead, we've had the return of Gabriel, Mary, Kevin, Bobby, <laughs> Michael, Billy, Rowena, Catch and even Kaya, a brand new character who died and came back in a different form. Ugh. But all the, that many characters to come back in this rotating door policy, it's it's very dangerous if it's done the wrong way. Now, yeah. so far, these have all been good because it's been an explanation for what happened to death. It's been an explanation for, as in another apocalypse mm-hmm. universe. It's been teased and we're going to find out with Gabriel or it's been an entire season element yeah. with Mary. I think honestly, if we look at what and how what and how it was executed at the end, when you have a character from eight years ago being brought back, and they not just brought him back, but they also married it to some borderline disturbing imagery of his yeah. lips sewn together. I mean, you can begin to start looking at potential inspirations from Norse mythology. You don't have to look very far. It's a very famous story of Loki, which we already know he's also Loki as well. So if you look at a very popular story in Norse mythology where Loki actually had his lips sewn together with leather because he broke a bargain. He broke. It is hot. (laughs) That's hot. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Sew my lips together with some leather, motherfucker. What? (laughs) You're a a black woman. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I was went there, but I did. I don't even know why it's funny because it's horrible. It's terrible. It's a matter of time. Yeah. So, if you look at potential implications and what it can mean, there's a connection now, and I feel like they have it fully fleshed out. They have it planned. And I'm hoping those li- the lips being sewn together has something to do with a bargain he broke. We already know Supernatural and the writers have always borrowed from mythology. And then yeah, they, they very they, well. And a lot of times it's loosely based, but usually the source is there. So if they utilize that yet again, we can start to speculate a potential connection between Loki, a.k.a. the trickster, a.k.a. Gabriel and see that connection with him and Asmodeus and where it could come into play. I mean, we already know that Lucifer uh, specifically mentioned that he has no idea how as how Asmodeus is able to shapeshift. That was a power yeah. I didn't give him. He was one of my weaker, my weaker creations. Who else knows how to shapeshift and change their form? Gabriel. Yep. I, I'm, I'm wondering if there's a deeper connection between the two. There has to be. There There, there has to be. Why would he, of all people, yes, he needs an archangel to wield the archangel blade, but there's more to it. What if there's, what if there's a connection? It's, it's like a try connection because we know that Lucifer gave him the scar on his face, right? Mm -hmm. So what if there's a connection where Gabriel's the one that helped him heal that wound? Mm -hmm. There's some kind of weird, like, I just feel like there's a, there's a, there's a triple. They made sweet love. Yeah. Like he was like, he licked his wound on his face. He was Mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, uh. 
<laughs> That's a different type of grace. <laughs> that was one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in my entire life. Thomas's face is sheer horror. Uh, uh, oh, I just, Jesus. I'm just That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm pretty good with my tongue, but. You got like nine monitors and cameras between you and that. I just saw that up close. Yeah, you liked it. People do not want to subscribe to video I think he broke. The, I think he broke the table because of his boner. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think there's some kind of there's some kind of like there's connection between the three Lucifer, Asmodeus, uh, and Asma, Gabriel. Yes, and I think yeah, for sure. The thing that the thing that kind of bugs me about that though is is if he taught did he teach him or did he get it out of him because he's, be. he's got him you know held up or 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 well, held is, captive so he couldn't just there's some kind of like you know asmodeus has had him for a while i think well so the thing is it makes me think everyone likes to give the character asmodeus a lot of shit lately they feel like he's a caricature he's too dumb. much like foghorn leg they're all or dumb. some kind of colonel sanders everyone thing. that says i disagree with that vehemently I because i think he's a perfect antithesis to crowley's persona his style yeah the way he talked his mannerisms his color scheme even the whole thing with Asmodeus, he is the last prince alive. Mm-hmm. He is the most underestimated. He has powers that the other ones didn't show up. Which doesn't that even, that fits the archetype of Supernatural. I don't know yes. if we even discussed that before. The fact that he's the underdog, that yes. he's the weakest of Lucifer's creations, that fits the archetype of so many of our characters in Supernatural. So in, in the chat, Sulfur Cocktail says, Asmodeus stole Gabe's shape-shifting slash voice mimicry and the angel wouldn't shut the fuck up. So they sewed his lips hey, shut. It could be some kind of torture. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, let's look at Asmodeus for a second here. Azazel was the fanatic. We know that. Right. He yep. He would never have done. Lucifer loved him because he would do anything. Dagon was also loyal, but fucked up. She she w- screwed up a couple of times to where Lucifer had beef with her still. Ramael Dagon. was completely separate. He was on his little fishing hut. He didn't give a flying fuck. Yeah, he was he was but out doing he, his own thing. That would have been me. Just chilling. Just be like, you know what, man? Fuck all this but bullshit. He said, I'm out. Asmodeus, when we first heard about the other princes, he says yeah. Asmodeus had his hobbies. So he's learned yeah. different abilities. He knew where to go to make a deal for an archangel blade. Oh, he was yeah. immediately there to take control over hell when there was no one who could question his power or authority at the time. He is not an idiot. He has planned things out. He's got Donatello feeding him information. He's got catch on his side. He was the only one to contain Castiel and Lucifer and not completely fuck it up. While he was there, he was gone when the other demons screwed up, which, you know, shock. Yeah. He's got more power than people like to give him credit for. And I think you might be on to something, honestly, Ryan, with the whole stealing some of those abilities from Gabriel, knowing how to torture an archangel, or knowing how to get information out of him. And then because he could easily annoy him, or maybe it's part of a spell, you keep him quiet. On top of that, you know, we have questions about how has he been gone for so long. But Gabriel hid from Michael and Lucifer and presumably God for, a, for millennia. For a while. Yeah, for a while. Metatron hid for millennia. That it, just because they have immense power doesn't mean they couldn't hide. There's things like the Enochian warding to where Sam and Dean can't easily be found by angels. Yes, God could be omnipresent, but he's also shown to be incredibly aloof, not give a fuck, self-centered. There's nothing that says that he would think twice about it. Or there's the fact that he is very, again, doesn't really give much of a shit. He puts a lot of weight on Sam and this is God I'm talking about. A lot of weight on Sam and Dean to fix his messes and the other chosen ones. So Gabriel being able to go into hiding or having some back alley deals with Asmodeus, we've seen that with Castiel and Crowley. 
Yeah, it would make sense. It would make sense. And I'd I'd buy it. I mean, especially with the whole underdog element. Yeah. On both of their parts. Now, especially with the whole, you know, he's the weakest of my creations. That just begs. And that Lucifer doesn't know other powers he's had. He's underestimated him twice now. Right. That begs for abuse. Yeah. And it's going to come back and bite Lucifer and the rest of us. You don't drop a line like that without it meaning something. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to get the Shadim out. This guy's got all kinds of other plans going on yeah. that we haven't fucking seen. So I'd like to know a little bit more about him. I like the character and his his cunning. He doesn't seem to completely fuck around. Like Crowley was always like... There was always a joke always somewhere Always a joke yeah. somewhere in that, you know. Other demons were all about self-centered power. He he's seems ways, to be the one who has a plan. There's more seriousness to him. And it reminds me of Azazel. I like that. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where we're going with that. Now, we spoke a little bit about Lucifer and the fact that he is he's underestimated Asmodeus, and he's gone through a lot of changes in this last season, yeah. primarily since season the end events of season 11, but it's really been with his son, Jack, finally on the table. Not a baby, not a weapon that could be used, but an actual person and how that's been affecting him. And we see a lot of that in this episode. This episode, truthfully, was more Lucifer than Sam and Dean. This was honestly one where I could almost feel like they were a little bit of window dressing compared to yeah. some other episodes. Well, uh, the Not thing, in a bad way, just that yeah, this I don't, particular chapter was not about them. No, and I think they're exploring what they're, you know, Lucifer and what they can do within this season. And I think, you know, I think you're right, though, Thomas. They were kind of in this episode alone were kind of a side characters. Like they weren't the main story arc here. And I think, but that's okay. You know, we got, we got more loose for than we did than we have in a while. And I think, you know, it was nice to kind of see his character do something other than just be like, I don't know, just, I feel like it, <sighs> I feel like it needed to be done yes. because we're, we are in a weird and very different place opposed to where we've been in the past with Lucifer. Yes, uh, yes. He is having human emotions, human feelings. Because he's getting close to uh, being human. And right, I, and, with his grace being but, removed. Yeah. So, I love the little touches of even saying sorry after killing the Cupid. Yeah. That's not something old Lucifer would no, say. No, he would have killed him and then just walked away. Yeah. 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 So I, I think them taking a moment away from Sam and Dean to kind of focus on a Lucifer-centric episode – I'm fine with that as well, especially because we need to kind of understand where he's at and where he's coming from, because obviously he's going to have a big part to play very, very soon. So moving those pieces in the right place, it works. And and we got some much needed insight into into a character that, you know, going on. How many years have we now known of this character? 13 years. And we've seen him for what, eight years? We've known about him for 10, seen him for, I think, eight. Yeah. So because of that, I think they're taking us into an area that we haven't quite seen before. And they have managed to do it in a way. It's very wise how they're doing it. Yeah. They're not just nerfing him. Just so to keep that him off they, the board. Right. To make him an easy enemy to deal with. But the writers are also using that nerf, the nerfing to explore his emotions and feelings without removing his fangs. It's much like what they did with, with Crowley, with how they exercised 
um, they did the trials on him yep. and they almost healed him and, and turned him human. And from that point forward, we had a very different Crowley, someone that was more in touch with his feelings, his emotions. He um, was now able to be a an ally of sorts to the Winchesters, whereas right. previous Crowley just could never have gone down that route. And I'm not saying they're doing the same thing with Lucifer per se. However, for this specific episode in this season, uh, I think we need to understand Lucifer in a way that we've never really understood before we need to be we need a little bit more insight into who he is currently and what his plans are because we've been speculating and debating what his intentions are towards his son uh, since the the very beginning of the season and i think it's kind of made clear this episode that his his at least as a human lucifer or close to human lucifer he's not as um his intentions are as shady as we would think I, yeah, I. The thing is, the one scene that really kind of stood out to me, obviously, and it, it should, is laying in the bed with Sister Joe. Like, uh, not like after know. banging. Yeah, because they they sort of banged. He sucked some grace out of her neck, which is kind of like sex for angels. I think. I don't know. I've never fucked an angel. I wouldn't know. Oh my god. <laughs> Dean has the Thank you. Um <laughs> No, I just uh, that scene was very interesting to me because. You see Lucifer and again, a very much that, that same kind of aspect we saw with Crowley when Crowley was, you know, exercise or close to be like, yeah, we saw season nine. Yeah. You see Lucifer here having a very human conversation with Joe about human, like being human. And it was very, it was just something that you would never see. Obviously he gets up and tries to play it off. Like, Oh, well, you know, I'm loose. Like, right. you know, when it got too real, when it got too real, but it was, it was very interesting conversation. And I think it was, well, it touched on something that we had talked about just a few episodes mm-hmm. ago, him being afraid of failing as a father, the right. same way exactly. his father failed yep. him. Yep. He fucking says it out loud yep. that that is what he fears to some degree. I mean, that's something very relatable. And you'd never think that you'd have, yeah, the devil's relatable in this show. But it is. Anybody who's had a kid, A, fears failing them. And anybody who's had a bad parent or a bad childhood themselves fears following in those footsteps, consciously or unconsciously. It's something that we can relate to. And as you said, once it got too real is when he pulled back. I did wonder a little bit with, what is it? Anil, uh, whether or not she's playing Lucifer, right? There's something out there's with her. something. There's no way she's just that readily available with the plan I, 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 yeah. and that willing to help out the devil. There's there's an ulterior motive there for sure. She's power hungry. We can see that right away between her story of how she would just hit a button and none of the archangels nor Naomi would listen to her, right? And that she wanted more out of this life or her life in general and was completely different, a renegade from all the other angels. Her so easily working with him. And I wonder if she's playing on his current human emotions. She said herself that when she almost loses her grace, she gets closer to feeling human and those emotions. And that's kind of where they connected. But is she playing him in this way for her own advantages automatically within like a day and a half, she's gone from outcast to right hand man of the guy in charge of heaven. Yeah. I'm fuck. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, And Regardless of what they have planned for her, I think, however, whatever they have planned for her, I, I think they used her appropriately. That's how you bring in new characters. Exactly 
how they did it with her and make them relevant. You use these characters to explore our other standing characters and to help us understand them. Cause that was the highlight for me was when the whole moment that Ryan talked about when they were laying in bed, there was a whole, there was a point to that discussion. You could see it in Lucifer's eyes and he's very uncomfortable with the fact that he's understanding what she's talking about. Yeah. And that says a lot. There is foreshadowing there. Don't think there isn't. There is a point yep, to that yeah. discussion There's a reason and, and it's happened. going to play a part down the road yep. before the end of the season or later next season. Yep. He is it makes not... me think more that we might be somewhat on the right track with that idea of if Lucifer joins the team, whether it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend, that self-sacrifice moment, understanding human emotion, seeing how they have always bested him because of that advantage seeing his son in danger in some way i could see that easily being how they decide to write him off yeah and i know it's something that the writers have done quite a bit with crying trying to make you know a sympathetic baddie but Lucky this crowley right yes. and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't i don't always like sympathetic baddies i think that's something that not in supernatural but on tv and movies as a whole it's something that a lot of writers are now doing they're trying to create depth and a certain type of dynamic to their villains and always the same it's depth. always like sympathy you have some type of sympathy for them um but in this instance i think this actually might be one of those few times where lucifer can be on the good side and not because he's a good guy but his goals or agenda may be aligned with the good guy team. If they play it that way, then they don't remove the fangs from yep. Lucifer. And this is a very, and some people may point to saying, hey, well, he did that in season 11 with God. That was a very different scenario. Yeah. That very was an self-centered. Yeah. Very different scenario. Again, that was also out of self-preservation. If you, I mean, Amara was the most powerful thing they had known at that time. Yeah. And to the point where God himself was like, I can't do this alone. Him, he got a one-on-one -on -one with God. He got to fight against Amara for his own self-preservation because other characters said she can destroy everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You being in charge, you being angry doesn't fucking matter. She will destroy everything. But at this point, he has something else to fight for. And that I, you know, unexpectedly is Jack. But what they have the advantages, I think it's something that they kind of got away from with Crowley. Crowley was always a chess player and self-centered and did what was best for him. And while he was violent and brutal in the very beginning, he, he kind of did soften up a lot by the end of his run. This is something Rowena called him out on all the fucking time. But with Lucifer, I don't see him going that soft. He won't. And he could actually have the fact that he is Lucifer be an advantage. Because him being willing to do the darker, dirtier things that sometimes Sam and Dean, to the best of their, you know, merit, sometimes you got to do the darker, dirtier things, not, baby. Sometimes you got to. They sometimes let the bad guy go or get the upper hand or something bad comes from that because they're trying to do the right thing. Lucifer could be that person who will just snuff out the problem. Yeah. I, I, I don't I agree. And it just happens the muscle, to be, you know, yeah, and it just I, happens to be on the good guy side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I they defeat do. Michael and then he kills him while he's weak. They don't want to, but he would have done it because like, you'd be stupid not to. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, creating sympathy for a character that we need to understand. I hate the word sympathy, but I, I, I think we said this a couple several weeks ago when the season first started. You know what? If you're going to bring Lucifer back, we need to start understanding him more. He's right, not, yeah. we got to get more. And this level. is exactly what yeah. they're doing. They're doing exactly what we asked is what they're doing. 
because in years past that bring Lucifer back, specifically last season, we, we said it was a mess. Like there is no rhyme or reason rather than except that he's throwing a tantrum. Yep. And that was and he it. He even said, I have no rhyme or reason. Right. And we <laughs> and we don't fully understand what's going on with him in this in this season, I feel like the writers are taking the time to help us understand this character a bit more. I mean, we knew what he was about seasons one through five. We knew what his end game was. We, we understood that. We didn't really need to know anything else. But now that you keep bringing this character back, now we have to take those moments to understand this person. Otherwise, they just become a talking mouthpiece and there's no reason to be even be entertained by watching him on screen other than the fact that you know, Pellegrino is an amazing talent. Right. Outside of that, we need to have a reason why we want to watch him on screen every single week. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're doing exactly what we asked, giving him yep. uh, some, some, something, some meat to, to sink his mm. teeth in. Well, we even see it to a smaller degree with his interaction with the angels. Compare him to last or to season 11, where it's all threats and I'm more powerful than all of you. At this point, yes, admittedly, he's weaker, but he's offering them something they desperately want. The ability to make more angels, the return of their wings. Angel babies. A leader. Angel they, sperm. They, oh, gee. Is that what the grace is? Yes. It's angel sperm in your neck. Oh, ew. They want a leader. They want to add to their ranks. They need another generation of angels. Yes. They want their wings. So they don't have to take a Winnebago. You know, and and a rented Chevy Cruze, you know, to the next town. A Humpty ride. To find anybody. Humpty ride. Now, there's a very good chance that Lucifer's just lying out his ass to get what he wants. That's oh, what he does all the time. Very, very or manipulates chance. the truth just a bit is the more accurate. Because he says, I could give it to you. I watched my dad do it. It's kind of like, how hard could it be? There's nothing that says he knows how to do any of those things. Well, he, he said last year that, what was it, creating life was something that he never thought he could do or something like that. And yeah, that's why the Jack. Nephilim was such yeah. a big deal. The fact that he, his, this woman was pregnant. I forgot her name now. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> you already forgot Kelly's <laughs> that name. That woman, like, the ah, baby mama. She's part of the dead wayward sisters, all right? Oh. She is. Oh. oh. She's dead. Poor Kelly. <laughs> wayward dead sisters. Wayward dead bitches. In hell. <laughs> in, in hell. Like in space. Like yeah. pigs in space. You know, we should write this. Yeah, it'd be it'd be good. It'd Thomas be good. Thomas would watch it. I would. I would watch it. <laughs> I'm interested to see how much of that he's lying about or playing into dude, to get them to do what he wants. I'm, it's 97 percent lies. And is it, dude. Is Come it, on. Oh, with the angels. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that he's definitely manipulating them for whatever reason. Um, but you also have to remember he needs more power, and there's a bunch of angels there. That he could suck he some needs grace more out power. Of. Yeah. Will the, oh, I wonder from a please refrain from yeah. doing that? What this? From a lore perspective, if he feeds on more grace, can he become more powerful? Is that the idea, or is there a tap out uh, point in which he'll dude, be at full? We charge? don't. We don't uh, need Leviathan. Yeah. Two point. Well, I mean, I'm wondering if he's trying to prepare for fighting against michael like, there's got to be a more powerful there's got to be a point where he gets like grace poisoning 100%. yeah he's got too much grace yeah in his body like alcohol poisoning too much of anything is bad well not necessary or chafes oh yeah that <laughs> you need to get some mad chafing if you hey, too much thrusting i i would agree <laughs> thomas that lucifer is not being as straightforward as there's yeah. no he way. sounds <laughs> 
hey guys, I'll in totally fact, help in you fact, out. In fact, does he really sound me. straightforward? He sounds like a cynical the son fucking, of a bitch. Yeah. A sarcastic asshole is what he sounds like, you know? I mean, even when he's on the throne. Yeah. Which was, oh, yeah. Which was, I think, one of my favorites. Hail to the scenes. king, baby. Yeah, he's I'm just, like, he plays it up so well. Like, what is this, Duke Nukem? You'd believe him, though. Like, he's yeah. the one who could sell that line. So, we'll see. I, I'm curious to whether or not he's trying to... Because, again, what is his ultimate goal? Is it still to get Jack? Is it to prevent or fight against apocalypse michael the six you know e list or j list angels that are left j list can't ouch. possibly help him out that much so i, I like wonder- how grandma was a was an angel in the background i was like dude <laughs> like out of all the vessels you yeah. could choose you choose a you grammy choose and granny yeah. it's the unsuspecting one you wouldn't plan for that dude what if she like did like a backflip and like stab someone in the throat like, okay. <laughs> like a jet lee move yes dude like Oh, God. It was was terrible. We'll find out. But either way, guys, don't forget about our Patreon where we get all kinds of different additional content for each one of you paying customers. Patreon.com slash Rainman Digital, where we have the $1 tier where we do 10 minutes at the crossroads. Again, we just talked about the return of Michael, Adam, what that could mean. We've talked about the behind the scenes content you guys get at the $3 tier. The $5 tier, we have the additional wayward Mm. sisters edition of this very show very good we go into the (laughs) possible backdoor pilot what that means the character breakdown everything you love about this show but specific to wayward sisters and then if you guys go up to the ten dollar video cast here you get additional episodes of supernatural the crossroads with video content which will allow you to hear the all the way back to season one reviews this exact same show going way back to the original kripke run all of that you guys can get on patreon.com slash Digital. We want to give you guys as much additional content for the money you are giving us. Thank you all very much who have done that. And check it out over at patreon.com slash Digital. And Thomas, we don't want anyone to be left out in the cold. That's why we've coordinated various shows under the Crossroads brand to deliver entertainment and content that is affordable. That is affordable or conducive with your current financial state. And we've done that based on our tier system yes. because we've heard people say, hey, well, you know what? I really want more Supernatural The Crossroads content, but the video cast tier is a little too steep for me. Well, OK, we have the, we have the five dollar Wayward Sister Edition podcast and also the three dollars where we do the bonus content shows. So we are putting it all together out there and throwing it out there. And if you guys like it, please throw it back at us or don't we want to be catchers and pitchers yes Ooh. and ryan is putting it all out there yeah i typically do put it all out there for you guys <laughs> all right now the we talked a little bit about how sam and dean seem to be a little bit of the window dressing for this episode it doesn't mean they didn't have anything to add they had the return of perhaps the most charismatic character since crowley with the return of catch being a part of the entire game, the gamut. Him, dude, I'm a whore for catch. You are. You really you are. are. You've dude. said several things about dude. You know, I would blow acts. him. I immediately no, let him I, blow. Nothing in you. To, why is it always got to go? Why can't it be platonic? 
There is no platonic oh, with fuck you. fuck off. No oh, way. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here with your platonic bullshit. There's no way that anything with you and Ketch would be platonic. What? You would be down on your knees. No, slurring. he's way no, too charismatic. No, no. Thomas is like, okay, I'm the one. Thomas is actually making an argument for blowing up. He's all, he's just way too charismatic. I you would know, totally. Like, you know, I would damn totally. It, it's that accent. I would just cradle the balls. Oh, all, all right. All right. <laughs> the thing about Ketch is first off, he fits into the type of characters I like. He's kind of that the, the asshole, but he's competent. It's, yeah. He's much like Dick Roman, Me? who's one of my other favorite. Yes, exactly like you. <laughs> exactly like Ryan. Well-spoken. Charismatic. Good-looking. Well-dressed. Well-dressed. Yeah. Showered. Big dick. <laughs> oh, God. Kind of bring some seriousness. And- <laughs> Anyways. Like Dick Roman, you said. Yeah. <laughs> he's just as those type. He's I can't even talk anymore. You know what? Take over, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, let me let me. I know where he's going. With this. I'll, I'll let me jump in. Do you? I do. If it, hold on, hold on, I'll turn my mic off. The hold flustered. on, hold on. I'm a flustered. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Catch! Oh my god! Catch! Um. <laughs> no, he's he, catches is well spoken. He is a... He's James Bond, he's, bad guy yes, version. Yes, thank you. That That is exa- <laughs> the best way to describe it. James Bond, bad guy version. It, it's it's somebody that you would want to be. Not like we're like trying to sell him to our best friend. Go on a date with him. It's like, he's, dude, he's, he's, he's nice a great guy. guy. Impeccably he's dressed. A, he's got really nice clothes. He's a great guy. He's, he's a British. little rough around the edges. There's certain things. Like, he probably will hate fuck you, but he'll kill oh, a lot of monsters. It's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. It's at least... You know, this big. <laughs> no, the jokes aside, Ketch yeah. is a very likable character. Despite what they've, yes. the horrible things he's done, we do somewhat gravitate towards this character. He's interesting. He's fun to watch. And seeing Sam and Dean and Castiel working together, one, very much nostalgia. We haven't seen Cass work with them for a little bit. I mean, Tombstone, I don't 100% count. He was kind of just there and he wore a hat for a scene. But him hunting with them, them all having angel blades ready to go at yeah. Sister Joe's, you know, church. I liked that bit. It felt very much like some of the older episodes. But seeing them all work together to try and hunt down Lucifer and find out Sister Joe, what she's, what role she plays in this was fun. It was very nostalgic. And I liked even just seeing Castiel's super move of knocking him out with one touch yeah, that was yeah awesome. it, it's fun to see them remember some of the powers he should have and keep those characters at the power level that we've known them yeah. to be at that have they've slightly dipped i do have one years. question thomas yes and i hate to interrupt Very good. but i do have a question so catch is downplaying the fact that he is not really able or he's not confident that he can kill Lucifer. Lucifer. Right. However, last season, they had a golden egg mm-hmm. that put him in prison. The egg McMuffin, yes. It was for <laughs> archangels, so they have the power to do so. They could do it. That's, why, that's why I feel like it was kind of funny. They said them like, well, catch, you accidentally the thing. put Lucifer in hell. Well, here's Back the thing. into a cage of sorts. Yes, you didn't know it was for Lucifer. Mm. At least that's what we were led to believe at that time. But he did do it. They had the, the the ability to do it. The difference would be he was working with the British Men of Letters and had access to all their tools and tech at the time. 
now he's a rogue who can't be found out by them or they will kill him. Hmm. He's literally working with what he can make, what tools are available to him, a handful of angel blades working with some demons. He's he's lowered his standards. But he's still catch. He's James Bond on the run, you know. <laughs> he's got a limited arsenal now. So, yes, he could do it given the right tools, but I think it was more of his own abilities in the scenario he's got, he's currently in with the tools he has. I think that's kind of where that fell for me or where I believed he's like, all right, I could see him. I believe I could do it with the right equipment, but I don't currently have the right equipment. Therefore, I'm a little skeptical. Plus, going up against the devil, when before you were just assuming it was an angel of some sort and he was uber confident, he's died since then. Things have not all gone to plan. He was not, he's never been defeated before. Now he's come back from the dead and betrayed by Mary. Shaved. Shaved, shot in the head. Like, there's been a couple of different things. I think he's changed a little bit. And I think that's something they're trying to show us in some way where he's trying to show us a different side, but we have no idea whether or not we can trust him. He's done a few things terrible, but they've given him some redeeming qualities. We talked about this at length when he was pretending to be his twin brother, where he had genuine remorse over the loss of Mary. Yep. And that he truly felt something for her. And as he said to Sam and Dean, he reminds me a little bit of Crowley, where he's not exactly lying to them. They can't trust him to the degree they can trust Castiel, but that doesn't mean he can't be useful, can't work with them. They can't trust him to a certain extent. It it all seems to He has his own plan. He has his own agenda, which Crowley always did. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he can't be useful. Well, I think the thing with him is, is, you know, he even says, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm working for Asmodeus. I'm I'm being honest with you. And I but I like that Sam essentially just said, "Well, you know, can we trust him? Not really, but we need him." Right. And I think they come to the realization that yeah, this character is, you know, kind of a bit of a rogue, I guess, but they do need them on him on his their side. Yeah. And I think yes, I think he does have an ulterior motives on what he's actually do what he's who he's actually working for or why he's doing what he's doing. Well, we know he's looking for a Rowena. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that connection to come forward a bit more because that's got to be his story. There is that connection to Rowena. They have the same ability to resurrect the, themselves. I'm waiting for that to actually become front and center when it comes to his story. And it, and it could also be connected to what Rowena has become. I know there's some speculation and some people uh, – tweeted us some potential theories on Rowena and whether or not she's not really a witch. Uh, Some people were surprised that we specifically said, oh, it looks like she got her mojo back. She's at full strength. But some people were saying maybe she's not even a witch. Maybe she's something entirely different. And I'm willing to bet that whatever she is or whatever she whatever the the end game is with Rowena and having her ability back is probably going to be connected to catch in some way. I Just think because of the way be. they set it up. So exactly. The way they set it up leads me to believe they wouldn't do that for no reason. I mean, other than to say, hey, Rowena's still out there in some way. Yeah. I think that will come into play. The question is how and what does he ultimately want? And I kind of, again, you you need to know what they you don't need to know the motivations. You need to know the goals. And right now his goal is, you know, end Lucifer. He says that is where his line in the sand is. I like that. And again, it is in many ways setting up that us against him, him being Michael from the apocalypse earth, where everyone kind of teams up whether or not they want to. 
to fight something far greater than the current threats. As he said himself, it was great where he's like, I'm at least the lesser of three different evils. By right. my count, he's like nine different evils yeah, at this I was point. Say, there's but, a ton there. You know, he's got a point. Catch is less of a threat and less powerful than Lucifer, Apocalypse Michael, Rowena, yep. Asmodeus, yep. the Shadim. There's a lot, Jack, dude. Yeah. Or other angels. I, I mean, I think the most interesting thing about him and the and the situation that we find ourselves in as as an audience is how the writers chose to craft Catch's character. It, it's yes, he's a lot like Corrali, as Ryan was saying. He's there is there's similarities you can find some, yeah. with with you're dealing with a show that's been on for 13 years. You can always find some similarities in characters, but there's something about Catch that's very different. He's accepting of who he is. He doesn't try to sugarcoat it. Yeah. He doesn't try to play it a different route. I'm the lesser of four different evils. Like he knows what he is and he's not trying to justify it. That's what I like about him. He's always been upfront about that. Crowley, Lucifer in particular, they've always justified why they do things. You know, even even Lucifer has his justification. My dad was a dick. Yeah. Catch doesn't justify. Hey, it is. It is what I I am a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do like that. I wonder what they're going to do with him, and I think it will kind of come into a us-against-them scenario. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it seems like they're all building up to that happening relatively soon. We see Sam and Dean, the small part they had to play relatively in this episode, is trying to read the demon tablet with Donnie to find the spell for Apocalypse yep. World. And, I mean, that screams Billy's or Death's House of Cards scenario in which they're going to fuck this up, trying to get their mom, trying to bring Jack through. There's no way that Michael isn't going to hop aboard that train and fly straight here at the same time. I feel like that's kind of what they've alluded to. I feel like that's the only thing that really makes sense. And if they might have Michael use his own grace for the spell and be weakened for a period of time, but there's no way that he's going to be defeated right out the gate. He's going to come to play. That's going to be a thing. They've been alluding to it all fucking season mm-hmm. and this house of cards scenario is going to be playing out real soon we've had they, how many tears and jumps now yeah i mean they set it up and d- new death billy specifically said don't do it and yet nobody is listening <laughs> everyone's trying to cross over yep we've had the first one that jack opened that they traveled through repeatedly. There was a couple times. There, we yeah. had the second one with Kaya that they both went through, that Jack went through, yep. that then Claire and Kaya went through, and Sam and Dean came back out of. Yeah. They have the one where, you know, Kylo, Kaya, Ren jumped out of at the end of Wayward Sisters, leading us to know that there are other rifts out there. They've already torn or taken a couple pieces out of the Jenga Tower. Yeah. It's going to turn to something with some big consequences, especially, I mean, you, I wouldn't mind this being the, the setup for next season, some disastrous effect of, of the universe. Crashing realities. And yeah. I mean, I know it's getting that's, into a that's, very that's dangerous. Huge. That's close. Yeah. You're dude. getting into that territory, but that's if close. it's handled right and they've already set it up and so far, I think they've juggled this alternate universe pretty well scenarios they've done a good job i think they've they've uh they've done a great job not going too far down a hole the they rabbit should, hole yeah 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 because it is it's absolutely an Al- alice in wonderland rabbit hole where this could 
yeah. spiral out of control it very, very quickly. It could get real fucking weird. And when we're dealing with just this show in general, Supernatural, and how it's been set up, it just doesn't fit to turn Supernatural into a show that crosses over into multiple dimensions more than a few times. Use yeah. it for this scenario. Use it for this and season. And leave it and close it up. Yeah. It, it just it changes what the show is, in or my opinion. does this lead us to, again, that fear or potential of wrapping the show up entirely? Multiple yeah. universes splitting open. That seems like a good way to close it. Yeah. And end things. Yep. Uh, I mean... Ultimately, this episode felt very much like it was a lot of moving the pieces around. We've had some of that get set up. It feels like we're placing all the dominoes, you know, 10 episodes out of when we usually get this. We're definitely setting early. Well, at this time in in previous seasons, we've been having Monster of the Weeks and, you know, random one-offs and some fun episodes and little touches here and there. Season 13, for better or worse, and except for maybe a handful like i'm talking two yeah episodes has not let up and it's been putting pieces here moving these characters there this guy's got this motivation these characters want x i mean and i've enjoyed it i'm gonna say this right now and 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 mike and i talked about this we even have the scooby-doo episode coming up right yeah i think oh i think that <laughs> may even have main story arc implications because now we have gabriel back Plus and I know they realities. and I know they had already set up Jack too as well. Like he might be the one that sends them to sends them there. But I really think now we may not get a true filler episode. In what do we have? Nine episodes left. Uh, there's 23 episodes. Ten. Ten. So we we might get one. I would I would guess maybe one. But dude, I just I think they're really staying close to the main story arc here, and we're not. It reminds really, me of season four. Yeah, it is very much. Uh, a straightforward season and i think you know i'm cool with that I, I don't get me wrong i like the filler episodes too but this is interesting because i think we're getting we're getting the most since like you said since season four the most tr- true story arc and yeah there's a lot going on and i think that's why they have stayed stuck to the main story arc but man i think we've got some cool shit coming up yeah i i think with that we need to move into final thoughts Ryan, you already started yours, so yeah. we're just going to come to you. What did you give this episode? What did you think overall? Um, I gave this episode a B. Um, I just had a weird, a weird feeling about the episode. I, I, I liked it. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but there was, there was something about the episode. It just seemed like certain aspects of it were kind of all over the place. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, I actually liked Sister Joe. Maybe I was weird. I, I I know there was some hatred and people that weren't really, you know, didn't really like her. But I, I thought she was okay. I, did, I think she progressed where we're going. And she added another factor to what we're doing. And obviously we see that at the end of the episode with her next to Lucifer in heaven. Um, yeah. I did like the aspect of this episode being strictly a Lucifer episode. I mean, for the lack of. Lack of a better term. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was a, a focus on the character. And, and I agree with Mike, like, like what he said earlier, I don't. I don't want them to give us a redeeming quality or anything to him. I think you've got to kind of draw the line. You got to be careful with that because this character has been basically the supreme evil since season one. Um, But I do like what they're doing. I think we've got, I think the only thing that I really want to be careful about with the, with the rest of this season is just how much factors and how many pieces we have on the chessboard. And I think that's my only thing here is 
they seem to just keep adding pieces. And it's like, man, at some point the board's going to get full and we really need to be careful with that. But other, otherwise, uh, I give it a B episode. I just felt like there was something, I can't really explain it. There was just something about the episode that didn't, you know, give me an, to bump it into an A or, or, you know, a B plus or a minus. Um, but I did really like the episode, and I'm. Well, not, I can tell you why. I mean, go ahead. It rhymes with you weenie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's probably what it was. It, maybe it was just the pacing. I don't know. It just felt weird to me. Okay. Well, that part Let's rhymes with right, right Buckner. Mike. Buckner, right? Yes. It's a two-part rhyme. Yeah, <laughs> it's a two-part rhyme. I say Buckner. You say Eugenie. Oh, Eugenie. Uh, Eugenie. Always gotta. Always gotta. Make it better. Aggressive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just aggressive. I don't know. Mike, I, yeah, I think what that, were your that final me. thoughts? You, you kind of jumped in there. So okay, go ahead. All right. Well, I give this episode a, a C plus C plus. What? That's never down. Just, it, That's C's, C's are uncommon for us. Last time I think you got, gave a C, a C was plus. a C plus. Oh, um, so that's not a C. Um, I felt like this episode was a strong installment. The acting was great. I love Pellegrino. I also like that they're giving Lucifer something to do. And I think it's clever to use Joe as a writing device to help us understand potentially what Lucifer is going through, because it would not work out at all. If Lucifer spilled his guts out and explained to us through boring context exposition that, Oh, Hey, this is how I feel. Life sucks. No, instead they use Joe to be the one to talk about the hope that humanity has and how envious she is of them, which at its core, isn't that what angels are? They're envious, particularly Lucifer, envious of the love that God had for the humans. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you also be season five shit? Wouldn't you also be envious? The fact that they have dicks and vaginas and and sex is a thing. And, Feelings and emotions. Mm. They were also blessed. I'm getting air quotes here. Blessed with all of those things as well. So to see it be played out in that type of scenario, I think it was smart. Uh, They are trying their best to make sure they don't step all over the evil Lucifer that we all love and adore back in the day. But also moving forward and moving on, Lucifer is not that exact same person. He's a very different person individual and i think the direction they're taking him fits the story and what they're doing with our recent seasons so yeah i give this episode a c plus because i felt like all of the pieces were there i felt like the moving parts were there uh the implications uh gabriel coming back i felt like all of that worked but i agree with with ryan there was something off right and which is weird because the episode like I said, it wasn't bad. no, it was the episode itself had everything that you yep. think you would want, yep. but the way it wasn't the pacing necessarily. I think it's the writing. It's, it's the writing. There was something yep. off about how everything was executed in terms of writing. Eduardo okay. does a great job with directing. So I don't yeah, have a problem with that. Agreed. It's just something's off with the writing. It, it has to do with a little bit with the pacing, but also with the way things were laid out. I don't disagree with you necessarily. I was just surprised by the C because you hadn't. The last time you did that was Claire's werewolf episode, Lady String for Free. Oh, look at you logging. Ooh, what I are you, the logged. fucking government? I am the government. You're in your damn on, census uh, bureau. On March 30th, 2017, you said, and I quote, C minus. 
for what episode? Ladies drink for free. Claire's which oh, turned that, into a werewolf for just, 14 minutes. That was kind of a shitty episode. Yeah. So C's are rare. So I was just a little taken aback by that. But I get what you're saying with the structure of the writing because Sister Joe doesn't even show up to like the halfway point. And I'm not certain if that would have mattered so much had it not been hyped as yeah. much as it was. And I think that's part of the the problem with the hype culture that we live in in which you're so excited about all the stuff that's going to happen. It's going to be the best thing ever. And then when you see it and it's a normal character, you're let down a little bit. There was a lot of hype for no reason. Not because she's a bad actress. She did a fine job, but it was a small role. It didn't ultimately mean much. Exactly. Like she's fine and she's a capable actress, but she's also not well known. That's why I don't understand the hype. I'm like, okay, she's Jensen's wife. Okay. And that's it. And yeah. That's when the fans get a little. We all get a little too close. Yeah. To it, we're like we're excited about that factor, not because of any merit yeah. to the role. It's just because it's who yeah. it is. Hey, look at it, it's Jensen's dog. Oh, oh my god, I, that's Jensen's second cousin. Oh my god. I mean, I can't we, believe they're in this show. We laugh, but that is essentially it's what, what it is. is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of that's it is with Sam and Dean kind of being an offshoot they're helping out another character sam's dirty underwear see that would be interesting hey guys this is sam's real (laughs) dirty underwear look at those skid marks guys amazing start the bidding at (laughs) (laughs) i i get what you're saying i for me the episode it had a lot of interesting parts and it was a lot of interesting aspects to where lucifer's character is going and some of the lore aspects and little touches there it felt like the structure was a little bit off i didn't feel like it had the traditional act structure of a television show or of supernatural as a whole characters are introduced halfway through and i like them moving around a lot of different pieces and i don't think anything has broken any aspect no. of the show yeah it just felt a little disjointed it felt like i was watching an hour-long episode it didn't feel like other episodes have where i was completely engrossed and paying attention to every detail because yeah. I was ecstatic to watch it. Which is sad, right, Thomas? Because of the content and the acting and Asmodeus and Catch are just so fun to watch on screen. They are. And, of course, Mark Pellegrino. I mean, we had three bad dudes on front and center. So it was cool, but, yeah. The, There's just the, something about it, man. Yeah, it was a little clunky, I think. I mean, for that, I ultimately give it a B-. It's, it's What? Not- yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can that be a drop for Mike? Oh, I hope so. Can we please turn that into a drop? I wrote it down right here on this no. sticky jizz rag that, you know, oh. the last time well, you he gave was talking my, about catch. The last, oh, my God. That's why the he last time he gave an episode B minus was when they didn't Probably give you like blue fire. Two weeks ago. <laughs> blue fire. Anyway, overall. Pretty good episode, but the structure did seem off. There was something about it that just didn't gravitate despite the content they had. No blue fire. That's and I'm why. not certain if that's structure or overhyped marketing in some way, <laughs> but ultimately it's still it's still been a decent episode. It's still no, it was good. season yeah. 13 has still been on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this isn't a negative. No. It's yeah. just... It was uh, just something weird about it. Yeah. So let's move into a, a quick upcoming episode <laughs> discussion here. Ryan, can you give us the synopsis for yes. episode 14? Good intentions. Which that's okay. Uh Jack and Mary manage to escape Michael's clutches Spoiler. and end up finding an ally in apocalyptic world, Bobby Singer. Meanwhile, Sam and Dean and Castiel. Wait, wait, where what the Oh, sorry. 
No, someone moved, <laughs> someone moved the chat. No, Sam and Dean and Cassie. You read, you read, you read from left to right. Yeah, I'm aware of that. But <laughs> oh, someone keeps okay. fucking with the chat. It's, it's going moving up like and down a from line. page to page. It's what? moving a line. How are you not able to follow that? Uh, anyway, Sam, Dean, and Cassio continue to search for the way to open a breach, not really realizing that one of their own may be working against them and costing them precious time. Hmm. A catch. Sorry, I got, sorry, I had something in my throat. It was like a catch thing in my throat. <laughs> Uh, PJ Pesci directed this episode. Have we? Has he? Delayed? Yeah. Yeah. What is he? He's directed a few. Really? Huh. Why does that not sound familiar to me? Uh, and written by Meredith Glenn. Right. Uh, this one should be cool. This is one I've actually been wondering what happened to Apocalypse Bobby since we saw him. He's out doing apocalypse things. Doing whatever, apocalypse dude. Things. He's out like running around with Rufus, shooting people. <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> because I, I love seeing his character return to the show. So I wanted to know what happened. I mean, he kind of just like, hey, there's a door to a reality, and here's like six people I've never met, and then the devil himself. I guess I'll go off and do other things now. Like, it it must be a pretty fucking hardcore world if that was just another day for him. But I am excited to see him come back to the show. It's always fun to see Jim Beaver back in that character ever since our version of Bobby has been locked away since season fucking 10. Gonzo. But... We finally get to see more Jack just earlier. Mike, you were talking about you wanted to see him return. It's been too many episodes without him. He's added so much to the show with his charismatic nature and his acting that does feel like a younger, naive Castiel character. And we haven't seen him since the, you know, dispersal across realities. And we haven't seen Mary. So I think this one is going to have to be very plot heavy in order to set up where how they're going to get back across what how michael is going to get involved in this but the real question of how who is going to be screwing over sam and dean's own plans well it's not uh, someone in the chat said donatello duh it could be because of his whole asmodeus you know men in black you know mind wipe thing he did in the street (laughs) he hit him with the neuralizer yeah neuralizer thank you i couldn't remember the name of the fucking thing i love that movie it could be that. It would make the most sense, I think. There's right. not many other allies they have at this time. Yeah, at this point. I mean, we could see the return of some of the Wayward Sisters, but I think they would have said something. Ooh, Again, unfortunately, I mean, due to the nature of the beast these days with marketing. How about Wayward Apocalypse World Sisters? Oh, God. Claire Helen comes, and Joe from what, dude, what if another Claire's spinoff. A, what if Claire's a nerd in the apocalypse? Like, she's got, like, glasses. She's not, like, a, you know. Not a hunter doesn't write, at all. She doesn't write in her journal about hunting. Sorry. And yeah. talk to herself. Yeah. I'm going to hunt some demons now. See, I thought Ryan was, was going to say something funny. Like, maybe she's a better actress in this world. Oh, I, I thought mom, that's what you're going to say. Oh. I didn't say that. I was. I thought that's, that's what, what you, you were going to say. If you were a comic on the radio I was and I was funny, one of your writers, I, I would be writing that that's for what you, you to were, say. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I'm excited. <laughs> this <laughs> killed the show. Yep. And, this episode sounds more like the same going straight into the lore we're not taking a single break season 13 dude it's just it's not stop yeah yeah i'm fucking stop. i'm excited there's a lot of uh potential in this episode and we have not had a mary eccentric episode have we all season no not yet no and i want to see more of the apocalypse world too because we've yeah. only seen one dilapidated barn and sand dunes and explosions and, and it looked amazing too that one scene yeah that one scene was legit yeah was i want to see more of it fantastic i'd yeah. like to see all of it now, Thomas, you're going to have to wait because we are on hiatus. Womp, womp. The 
fuck hellatus for three weeks. Supernatural will not return until March 1st. I honestly didn't fucking know that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it will. You're blue balling me live on air. (laughs) It will return March 1st. God damn it. Firth. Firth. Colin Firth. (laughs) Colin Firth. Colin Firth. He's in 13, episode 14. And then after that, we come back for an episode and they were on another break. That sucks penis. Yeah. So episode 15 will air March 18th and then there'll be another hiatus that will take us into March 29th. So we'll come back for two episodes, take another break, come back. God, this is bullshit. I'm okay. It helps me catch up on work. I'm and I'm, sleep. I'm falling behind with all the radio shows. So, well, that okay. Now I have to find something else to do with my life. The Rain Man comes back this week. <laughs> That's so true. you're good with that. It's a good timing, right? And, and we have lots of video casts. We, we have record. plenty of stuff to do. Which, if you are a member of the Patreon Live, was it fifteen dollar tier? We are going to be going into our video cast right after this, where we are discussing our top five demons yeah and if you're listening live go to your email and look at your patreon message we sent to you and it should have a link to the facebook group page uh that we post all the video in fact you can watch video right now for this show as well if you're a subscriber but we're going to be continuing on with that video cast which will also be available thomas for on demand as a fully produced video cast as well anybody who doesn't want to take the time to watch it live right now because you're going to sleep if you're yeah. in certain parts oh, of the world. That's nonsense. Yeah, sleep when you're Other dead. people do sleep, Mike. I know you don't. No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> anyway, everybody, that's going to do it here for us at Supernatural The Crossroads. We will see all of you in about a month, unless you're a Patreon member. And if you are, thank you very much. Remember, any amount that you guys can uh, pledge to the show. <laughs> there is some are you dying? I'm dying. It's the end of the show. I'm running out. He I'm running out. Of like your ass first. <laughs> and then yours. He literally had a stroke. Right I know there. I did right there. <laughs> this is amazing. Any amount you guys can pledge. There is content for everybody over on patreon.com slash rainman digital. And we will see you guys all in about a month Ugh. later. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.